Hi there, and welcome to Vet Club. This is the week. Uh, I don't know what today's date is, though. It's the May 16th. May 16th. So we're going to be talking about the preceding week, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> or you're still today, <laughs> yesterday. We're going to talk about my next week. We're going to plan for the future. Here's what I'm going to do this week. No, um, yeah. So been traveling a lot lately. So sorry we haven't posted some uh, episodes in a while. Yeah, because you've been to Denver. And Denver. I went to Denver and then I came back and then went to Denver. Um, so most recently for VegCon. So um, if you're not familiar, VegCon, Veg is the Veterinary Emergency Group. So it is... Um, Which is kind of hard to Google because I was trying... You oh yeah. kept on not knowing a hotel you were in. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I Googled VegCon and it comes up with a lot of things that oh, really? aren't... Oh, well, VegCon is just like that one event, but Veg, V-E-G, the Veterinary yeah. Emergency Group, is the um, the company that has like some 20, 20 pushing 30, I think, um, veterinary hospitals throughout the U.S., and um, and they do emergency exclusively, so all of their hospitals are emergency only. They're not specialty hospitals, so they don't have you know, specialty surgeons and cardiologists and, you know, all that kind of stuff there. We do emergency. That's, that's their thing. So that's their, their kind of tag is that because, you know, the only thing we do is emergency. We, we do it better than anyone else. We can debate that, but that's their, that's kind of their thing. They're saying we're focusing on this one thing. So anyway, that's veg. Um, and then VegCon was their conference. So, um, the, the first, the first one that they've done, they put on, um, how long have they been around? I, I don't know. I'm not actually a vegetarian. I have it, I guess. Um, not that story. long. They that's what they do. They 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 work veg into all of the words of the things that they do. Um, but oh, it comes up right when I start typing that in. Um, yeah, probably because so, you've been there. Your phone knows. Yeah, now it's like this is clearly what you uh, what you mean. So. It's going to take me a little bit to find it on like their story. Let's see. Um, so, I, they, they, but they're not that, they haven't been around that long. Um, but one of the things that they have been doing that I think is making a difference um, in, in the veterinary community is they're one of, not, not the first, but one of the first emergency and or specialty organizations that is developing an alternative to a traditional internship, a tradition, traditional rotating internship. And we've talked about some of this stuff on the podcast before. Um, but they're offering something that is kind of a hybrid between getting your first you know, job and just kind of going out there and being yeah. like, best of luck to you. It sounds kind of like a co-op. I don't. In what way? What do you mean? Like a co-op. You Well, I guess a co-op is more. Uh, so you, you work in a place, but you also learn there. But I think most co-ops in college, you go during oh. the summers and you work in a place, and then oh, I think a co-op and then you're a, guaranteed a, a job thing. at the end. Yeah. So basically, what they say is we're going to. It's like an accelerated internship almost. We're going to say we're going to dedicate time to training you, but because we're training you just an emergency, like that's the thing we're focusing on. You don't have to go and rotate through all these other things. Um, and we can. And we also recognize that hey, it might not take a full year. It's probably not going to take you a full year to get to where you're you're a competent emergency doctor. Um, but we recognize that right out of school, you're probably not ready to just go out there and do your own thing without some supervision, some yeah. guidance. And and we even have that if you're, same thing you're with capable. Uh, when you get new interns, yeah. it's like, all right, the first two months we have new interns. And then after a while, they're, they're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot more work. They, they need a lot of mentorship early on. So in, in that first year after graduation, you need a lot of mentorship in the first few months and then a lot less as time goes on. You know, it, it's, it's sort of, um, 
and it's not linear. It's not a linear drop. Like it's an exponential drop. You need a ton of support at first. And then you kind of, uh, most interns in my experience kind of hit like a threshold where they're like, all right, they're, they're good now. They kind of get it. Yeah. And they, well, they know all the stuff. They just don't know that they're allowed to do They don't do have it. confidence in it. And a lot of the things they haven't actually done, but it's also learning all of the communication <laughs> Am I things. To cut this dog open? <laughs> yeah. But it's all just, you just need practice. Like, and you just need some guidance and reassurance. And there are a lot, like there's so many things that you learn and you know tons when you graduate from vet school, but there's still a lot of specific instances if you're like, well, I haven't done this particular thing or I haven't, you know, I've only done, I saw like one wound care where these wounds are very different different in a different location. And what am I going to do about this? And, you know, you just see combinations of things and you, you need some help and support. So they kind of offer, you know, like, again, a lot of places are doing, but like kind of a hybrid where, um, we're going to, we're going to provide you with that extra training and mentorship. We're also going to very quickly move you into a situation where you're, you're working, uh, you know, like not just an intern, you're out there kind of on your own and you make better money, um, early on. So most internships, classically, you get paid terribly and um, for the work you're doing. And it's a trade-off. You're basically, you're paying for that extra training. And they're saying, we can do this in a condensed way. And so um, VEG has a number of ways to do that. I think they're best well known as their early entry track program. And it's a popular program. Uh, a lot of students apply for it. And uh, and I think, you know, for those that want to do emergency medicine or or at least for a little while in their career, it's, it's a great option. Um, so that's kind of, um, you know, one of Veg's kind of big things. And, um, I guess the big thing is they just do ER. There's no critical care. Yeah, exactly. So specialty. Right. And, and they say that they're like, and, you know, talking to the people who work there, like we don't have any. Yeah. They're not trying to do that. that, Yeah. We are filling a different niche. Mm -hmm. Um, there's plenty of specialty practices out there. Universities, you have, you know, um, other, you know, Blue Pearls and VCAs and um, other kind of uh, ethos. There's, there's a bunch out there, and they're filling a, a separate niche. And they're saying we're doing something else. We're not your, you know, primary care physician. We're not doing, um, you know, your routine wellness care. But um, there's a need for emergency and urgent care um, that they're filling, um, and you know. By any metric that I can see from the outside looking in, they seem to be doing it fairly successfully. Um, and then philosophically, uh, you know, I think they have a message that resonates with with a lot of people. And so um, so they're doing pretty well. So they had a conference this past weekend and um, I was asked to help out one of my um, friends and uh, mentors, Rita Hanel, is... Um, you know, one of the people in charge of their kind of training and education at VEG um, for all their hospitals. And, you know, she was sort of tasked with, okay, we want to have a conference, but we want to do it different. That's kind of one of their things. And we don't want it to be the same old thing that everybody else does. And so she was you know, trying to be innovative and do things differently. And so she reached out um, and yeah, asked if I would participate in, and it was pretty cool, I have to say. Um, so, I mean, there were some things that were more traditional that's just like little tweaks and other things that were quite different than what you'd get at a, at a normal conference or a, a yeah, a, a more traditional conference. And so, um, it was compared to, you know, the other, you know, big emergency conference, which is IVEX. Um, it was smaller and intentionally. So they capped it. I think yeah, it's their first time. So yeah, like let's, let's not <laughs> make sure yeah. people like this stuff before we yeah. go all out. They kind of went all out, but they capped it at, I think about 500, um, mm-hmm. attendees 
And um, a couple of things they did differently. Rather than like a, a typical big conference, there will be, you know, this speaker's going at this time and this is, and, and you as the attendee have options. Like, okay, this is happening at this time and this is happening at, you know, the same time in a different location. And you kind of have to pick different topics and you, you pick and choose and you decide where you're going to go when. This one was a little different where they said, okay, we're going to have a handful of things. Everybody's going to be attending this in this, this one large location. Um, kind of, and then they did sort of theater in the round um, style presentation. So rather than uh, a screen with somebody standing in front of a podium, um, they had, you know, on a, you know, a platform in the middle, a roundish platform, and then pretty cool um, screen, like a circular screen, like a jumbotron. Yeah. It was really a jumbotron and then seating around it. Um, I think Dane Cook was, was the first person to do that, right? Yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know if he was the first, I doubt he was the first person, but yeah, he definitely did had, he did a special thing. And, and so it was well done as far as that, as far as I'm concerned, the way it was set up, I think, I don't think there were any bad seats. I think um, they had cameramen um, who were uh, around the speaker so that, um, you know, whenever the speaker like turned around, they would switch to a different camera. And then, so there was always projected on the screen. Like it wasn't that big, so you could see the person, but then they had on the screen above the jumbotron. I didn't get to go because I had to work. But I saw a lot of the the Instagram story stuff and it all seemed very red. Red is, I think, Veg's color. I think that's their like logo color is red. Yeah, yes, I think there like was a lot of, even the lighting and stuff. Yeah, they had it. yeah, it was it was a bit. There was like a was like different. entryway. We went with like red space lights. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, um, yeah, that's exactly how it was actually. Um, so so that was the the main part. So in the the morning on the first day, and then in the afternoon, this is where it got, in my opinion, really innovative. Where attendees were, and I, I don't actually know, I'm not privy, I, I'm sure I could ask, but I don't know how people were assigned to their different tracks, but there were, I think, six different tracks uh, for the conference with different topics. And I think one of them was like management type stuff. And then there were different kind of medical topics. So the one that I was involved in teaching was uh, thoracic point of care ultrasound or T-POCUS or T-POC, what they were just calling it. But, um, and so there were I think five or six different groups. They were, so at that point, people are broken into small groups, maybe 10 or 12. I don't remember exactly how many. And, and then throughout the day, they had sort of staggered um, the same five or six sessions, but not necessarily in the same order for everybody. And so I would, I, I stayed with that same group. So, you know, when they were going to do this topic in this location, that was with me. Um, and so there were a couple sort of lecture style things. And then there were some like work on some cases, you know, have some time to like work through these cases. And then we went through the cases together. And then there was a lab portion um, where you got to practice some of the techniques that we'd talked about in those things. So, um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they're so, all related to it. Cause exactly. usually when you go to those things, there's like, it's a great you go to whatever talks you want, you sign up for whatever wet labs yeah. you want. And Just you usually have to pay available. for the wet labs too. The wet right? labs are, yeah, you pay separately for those where everybody had some type of wet yeah. lab in this one. And so, yeah, it was around a theme. So it's like, rather than saying, okay, you're going to do a little bit of this, you're going to scratch the surface of this, and then you're going to talk about this. They were like, no, we want to delve a little bit deeper into this topic. So not everybody got to dive deep into thoracic focus. Some people were doing abdominal focus and then there was some, um, uh, you know, kind of other tracks, but everybody kind of over at the end kind of went over them more cursorily, but in your group, like you're, the whole point is you're going to get really good at this. We're going to go over this. Does everybody know enough. what focus is? 
I mean, we explained what it was. Oh, I mean, oh, on like, the, for the pot because I've always of heard care ultrasound. Yeah, we usually say fast. Yeah, that's a funny story, right? Someone yeah. trademarked it. Yeah, because I've only ever heard the fast scan. Yeah, because that's what and everybody was calling it for I heard a long you guys time. Preparing it was pocus, but it got trademarked. <laughs> so, like, if I'm just talking about it, I can say fast scan, which is focused assessment with sonography for trauma. But if you're making money off of it, like at a conference, or you're charging people, yeah. um, then you would have to to like pay the trademark fees however that works so everything was pocus which i don't know um yeah. you know people got to do their thing and try to make money but it's like trademarking like a term that people use is kind of weird it would be like trademarking sirs and yeah. you know, like well, lebron james tried to trademark taco tuesday did he really yeah did he think he came up with that but that, it was a big thing with the cavaliers they were doing oh. taco tuesday i think it was the cavaliers and he had shirts and stuff but so he tried to take, like if anybody He just gave it a shot. I don't think he got it. Oh, wow. But Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you could do anything. Here's a random story. So when I was in high school, one of my, I don't remember which class it was. It was like history or something like that. Um, one of my teachers in high school was talking about, I don't even know how it came up, but like patent law and like patents, like some people just, there are things that everybody does and it's not patented and either he did or he knew somebody, I don't remember the details of the story, but knew somebody who, when they were a kid, were like, I'm just going to go down and see if different things have been patented and ended up getting a patent for a banana milkshake. <laughs> paid for, like, you know, paid $12 or something for the patent for a banana milkshake and then went to McDonald's and said, who apparently were serving banana milkshakes at the time, which I, maybe this is why they don't, um, and, like, just got them to pay him a bunch of money for the yeah. patent rights. And I was yeah, like, there's a, uh, there's a TV so show. Weird. It's either a TV show or movie. I can't remember what it is. So I, I can't prove it. I may have dreamed it. But there's a uh, there's a guy who buys like old song patents yeah. or what trademarks, whatever it yeah. is. Copyrights. And, yeah. Because oh, there's not many notes. You can only have so many combinations of a four by four song. Yeah. And he would do these and he would say it was related to some new pop song and make them pay. <laughs> And I don't know, I mean, if you're not asking for that much money, then you probably get people to just be like, fine. Yeah. But I mean, this guy, in this, you know, wasn't claiming that he had invented the banana milkshake. He wasn't. He, he was just saying, but nobody else had patented it to that point. So yeah. there you go. Um, so it, that stuff's all weird. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Anyway, so yeah, like we were calling Marconi it invented the radio, but Nikolai Tesla invented everything inside of the radio. Right. But he didn't put it all together. Yeah. So nobody cares. Doesn't get credit for it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, uh, it, that was really, that, that was the big thing for me that was unique, um, was that one, it was smaller groups. And you said the fun. breakout groups. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's all I did for this block. I got, I got, I came in kind of late, I think. <laughs> I actually think Rita was like scrambling and found a place for me. I don't know if she actually needed me there, but she was like, oh, this will be fun. Um, and so she, I mean, I'm sure she needed some extra help. It was, it, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and then they also did partly because it was smaller, but I think also partly this was their plan was, um, the non educational stuff, the, the fun stuff, the, you know, welcome stuff then that night there was like, they had an arcade set up with pinball and yeah, video games I saw a lot and of stuff like that. It looked a lot more fun than the normal, just like stand around and drink. Yeah. And I mean, there was some of that too, but, and then the, the second night they had this huge, you know, entertainment thing with like a bajillion different things for people to do which of course i don't go to <laughs> you I went just, to one of them 
I went to the first one for like an hour, maybe. Yeah, I saw a picture in the background of one of the Instagram things. Yeah, just sitting there. I was like, that's Bobby sitting down. So to be fair, I'd been traveling all day and the time zone was different. So like at 8.30, I was wrecked because it was 10.30 back home and I'm old and lame. Plus, um, and then after the like second day where I was doing all my talking and stuff like that, I just... So I'm an introvert. Uh, you know, if you go through the test, I'm most more introverted than I am extroverted. I'm not shy, but like that kind of stuff drains me of all my energy. Just being around at any conference for anything at the end of every day, I'm just exhausted and I just want to go back and be by myself. Um, and so I, years ago, I mean, I used to go and do all that stuff. I'd go to the conferences and then you'd go and do all the social stuff and I would not enjoy myself. Um, you know, where you're supposed to be networking in this, but I'm not, I, I can't do it in that situation because yeah, I feel so, dr- well, and it's how I'm, I'm drained. Like that's not the good it's not a good time i'm not at my best yeah and i'm not having fun and i'm just like like, who's uh, this sour lady yeah like she's lame Um, why isn't she drinking i was like i spent all my energy early on when i was doing the talking and like oh isn't this stuff really cool and how fun is this and look how you know teapot works and blah 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 like that's fun look at the ccg isn't that fun like that's where my energy goes and then i'm like and i'm done i need to go and recharge and i need to go have dinner by myself and read a book and um so i'm lame (laughs) but actually it was years ago uh, i was at a conference it was actually a small like week long immersive like train the trainer thing for education and we were talking about you know just some of the communication stuff and like expressing what you need and I had kind of an epiphany at that because I'm hanging around with people all throughout the day and then you know a group of friends that I was there with and they were like all right we're all going to dinner I'm like you know what you guys I'm not going to join you I'm exhausted after all of this and what I need at this point. And they were all like, cool, sounds good. See you yeah. later. And I was like, oh yeah. Now I have had other people when I've at other conferences, it might've partly been at least that we were talking about that kind of stuff at the conference that day about like saying what your needs are and just being unapologetic about it. But I've been at other conferences where people are like, oh, am I going to see you with this thing? I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to skip it. And I'm like, no, you have to come, blah, blah. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I just have to, you know, be firm about that. I, again, it's not that I don't do any of it, but for the other introverts out there, will understand this that like, hey, there's a three of us that are going to get together and we're going to go, you know, chat. Yes, that I want to do. I enjoy that um, for a little while. <laughs> it's just hard at the end of a long day of being around people. Yeah. Well, like, the whole point really of that hard. stuff too is to go out and have fun with people. And if you're not going to have exactly. that much fun, you should. I'm just going to be lame and bring other people down. I mean, I can yeah. fake it honestly, and I can and I do, but I'm I'm not enjoying myself. It's just it's and it's it, that's not even the right term for it. Again, the other introverts will get this. It's not even that I'm not having fun. I'm just, I have no energy left for this. I just feel drained. And so I've just gotten better about being like, no, thank you. Um, and saving it up for, you know, a few things here and there, but it's just, yeah, I am very introverted in that regard. Not that I can't go out and do those things, but it just, I can only do so much in a day. I have a new (laughs) idea for a new podcast series for us. Oh gosh. It's going to be called the introvet. Oh, yeah. And you can talk about Two like, years ago, he could have come up with this term, yeah, but no. no. Yeah, we won't be famous. Someone else is going to take it now to hear well, it you on shouldn't. Here. Yeah, we won't publish it. We'll bleep that out. We should totally bleep that out. <laughs> People will be like, the what? Um, yeah. So if, if that was bleeped out, I don't know if you're going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Oh, Someone can take it. Like we'll should. just keep doing it. It'll be dated. That's true. Yeah. So we'll know. I think I think that's a good call. Um, so the yeah, you can talk about how introvet you series. do stuff, how you, how you network as an introvet. Yeah, an introvet. I think that's such a good term. Um, yeah. Okay. We should trademark that like today yeah. or copyright it. I'm not sure which is correct. I don't know. We'll have to call a lawyer. Um, so anyway, that was that was the weekend. And I think, oh, so then the second day, I, just to wrap it up, was um, 
what they call deep dives into, so each kind of major track, they, not every one of them, um, but they had opportunities for the entire audience. So now uh, the second day in the morning brought everybody back together again. And then the whole idea was like, let's pick a case and dig into it a little bit deeper. And then more audience participation, asking people to answer questions. Um, and then the idea was that, so all the tracks were color coded. So mine, the, the T pocus was blue. And so, um, they gave everybody light up bracelets in the color of your track. So that like, in theory, I could look around and be like, Oh, you have a light up blue bracelet. You should be able to answer this question. Cause this was from, oh. from your group. And so the idea was to get people from those groups to participate. They ended up getting, I think like Starbucks gift cards. If you spoke up in front of the group to cool. encourage people. Um, yeah, I saw those two on the Instagram story yeah. and you said you had gotten me some gifts and I was like, did you get me the light up bracelets he didn't say that it was so funny so it was the end of the conference and like most people had gone and i was talking with a couple of the other speakers and they were like oh i need to get some of those light up bracelets for my kids and i was like oh i need to get some of those light up bracelets for my husband i wasn't gonna say that i wanted them but i was hoping and it was funny because i was like he's is he gonna think this is lit i feel like he's gonna like these but i'm not sure he might be like me that's dumb and so i had said oh i've got you some stuff but i i still wanted to get you something else from the trip um, but I didn't tell him that it, I brought the light up bracelets home. And then when we got back, he's like, did you get me a light up bracelet? And I was like, oh my God, I did. So that was a, a win in the wife column. Yeah. Whoop, you, yep. Yep. So got you a couple light up bracelets. Um, and I didn't know that you'd known about them. I didn't know that you'd yeah. seen that on the Instagram yet, but yeah, um, their, their Instagram thing was pretty good. They, yeah, good. they had their own stuff and then they reposted a bunch. So it's, yeah, you could follow it. There wasn't very much, um, with the topic stuff. On yeah, there, I don't, so. it's but that's, that's yeah, not really what cares. Instagram's yeah, for. Yeah. Oh, but the other, did they talk about having Jeff Corwin there? Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How do you feel about, um, when conferences for like a specific subject, get somebody who is not an expert at all to be, I cause I, I know there's been yeah, a lot of conferences. Kind of a break, it's know? almost like a thing. They just get somebody who's like famous in some aspect. Yeah. I mean, he's tangentially related, right? Like he's in animal conservation yeah. and that sort of thing. So I, my impression was the audience really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. I was, was also fun. wondering like, is the audience old enough to know? Oh, Jeff Gorwin. Uh, Cause he I feel like has stuff he's been doing stuff for like yeah. 30 years. Um, so I think people who are cur- like a lot of people in the vet world do like watch animal planet and discovery channel. Yeah. And I think he's got something on, Something else when I was now, a kid, he had a Disney Channel show. Yeah, Disney. He was the Disney not, Channel Steve Irwin. Yeah, so... Um, a little less crazy, but... My observation from the people in the room, and granted, you can't always tell people's ages, but yes, the younger people definitely knew who he was and were very excited about yeah. him being there. Um, I, yeah, there there was definitely, I would say maybe 10% of the people in the audience were like really excited for him to be there. Um, and then most people were like, oh, this is cool. Um, and he was a good speaker. Yeah. He was, you know, a good storyteller. I wonder how that's got to be for him where he's, he's good at like animals and I'm not sure what his like actual field is. I think he's a conservation biologist. Yeah, but then to talk to like, all right, I'm talking to veterinarians who know everything about this and I just know In a narrow field though. Like, I mean, there's some people who are doing exotics and stuff like that. So he's, yeah, he's a generalist in that regard, but he's a smart guy. Like you can tell he's a smart guy and he does understand a lot of the the medical stuff. And he's a good speaker and he got to pick the topic. (laughs) I mean, it was Mm -hmm. his topic. And so he talked about the environment and conservation and uh, climate change and, you know, things that we should be doing to- to, Don't let your cats and dogs outside. 
Yeah, it was funny. He did talk about like rat poison. And at one point I was like, oh, don't don't say too much about rat poison unless you are an expert because people in this room know this probably yeah. better than you do. Um, the whole time he was saying that, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to say something like, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, that's wrong. But he didn't. He, he just kept it surface level yeah. <laughs> when he was talking about the, uh, he said one thing at one point that I was like, that's not totally accurate, but I'm just going to leave it be. Because uh, <laughs> again, that wasn't yeah. the point of his talk. But he told some stories and yeah, he was, he was a good speaker. Um, he was entertaining for sure. And so I think that was a, a fun thing, but it was just meant this was a fun thing. Yeah. Um, so it's somewhere between, it's not like a comedian where you're just like, this is purely fun. That was the Saturday night thing. This was still part of the program, but not necessarily like, you're yeah. not going to take this back and practice medicine differently, but you might do some cool. One thing um, somebody had asked um, from the audience, like, you know, what can a veterinarian, like, what can we as veterinarians do specifically to help with the conservation stuff that you're talking about? And he's like, you're a vet, like go volunteer at some of these, like these, um, you know, rehab facilities and, and things like that. They would love for you to volunteer your time. He, he asked the person, like, where are you practicing in New York? There's like a dozen places in New York that would probably like, you just volunteer your time sometime. Yeah, it was interesting um, too on the, the Insta Instagram part. People really were excited about the exotics. That was, um, yeah. I didn't, re I yeah. think I saw I two things where I saw Julian talking, which is, yeah. he was the speaker for your part. Yeah. And, like yeah, a his stuff wasn't as sexy. other Let's, like speakers yeah. smattering it, and but then like, like but they brought live animals. Everybody excited about the exotics, like because people holding thing. snakes yeah. and a tarantula. Because at the end of the day, all these people in this field are just big nerds about animals. Like yeah. that's what it is. People are like, oh, this is so fun. So what they do in the exotics part? Do they teach you like how to take care? I don't of know. Like, I didn't go through there. Oh. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Were you not listening to me before when I was saying about how being around crowds of people drains me of my energy and I was there to work? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I Everybody's suck. excited to hold the, the snake and I've the platypus. I've held snakes before. I've done those mm -hmm. things. But then there's like crowds. Yeah. Like that'd be cool if it was me by myself going through there and do, I would freaking love that. Yeah. Like let me just go wander through. But it's like, oh, there's like a crowd of people and you got to, and then I get itchy and I leave. I don't Hashtag even like to stand in line. Things. So I planned my meals to be either the first person there so I could get and eat and leave or be the last person there. So everybody else was already gone. Couldn't you go anytime to get food? Not, no, they had like breakfast was from like seven to nine, oh, okay. but like the program started at like eight 30. So if I figured if I go down at eight 30, everybody else is leaving and I can go and have breakfast. Then. Like literally I plan my meals to not be around crowds of people because I probably have like, I'm not going to say I'm agoraphobic which is the fear of crowds. I'm not afraid of crowds. I don't like it though. Like I agoraphobia I, is like big open spaces. Oh no, I guess it's a, I think it's, that is actually the word that you had trouble with on. Um, what? It comes from the Latin word that you had trouble with on Wordle that one time when you got it and nobody else had it. Yeah. I always Agora that. is the, like a, like a plaza, not a plaza, like market center an open market. This is weird. Okay. Agoraphobia, which I, I don't have an extreme or, and it's not an irrational fear. It's an incredibly rational fear <laughs> of entering open or crowded places. Interesting. Or of leaving one's own home. That's not a problem. Or of being in places from which escape is difficult. <laughs> um, that just seems, that's not an Does irrational Does it come fear. from Agora? The, the Latin see. word for? Like, Greek Agora, place of assembly, marketplace. Yeah. Very smart, babe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. Agora. Um, but I'm not afraid of, I, I kind of am af not afraid of marketplaces, but I don't like oh, going yes, to the definitely. grocery store, but any crowds, like, I mean, going to concerts and things like that, I can do that. But even when we go to like amusement parks, I'm just like trying to zip through all the people because they're just, they're all there. Yeah. Usually I lead the way. No, 
I lead the way because you don't walk fast enough because you don't want to weave. You'll just stand behind people that are like, oh yeah, I don't want to be rude. Walk cut people off. They're the ones being rude at cutting people off or walking. They're walking around in a music No, they're park walking and it's a crowd of like things. nine people and they're spread out as much as possible. Having a good time. And oh, I, I saw that there trapped. were churros. Did you have churros? I didn't at get Mexican? churros. No. What? I know. Well, there were lines. <laughs> Everybody was excited about the churros machine. There were crowds. And that was like trays and trays of churros and you didn't get in. That was probably when they, they were, were setting smaller up. churros. They look like they were yeah, about three inches they were long. About, yeah. They're about that long, but yeah. you had, they had toppings that you could do. No, I didn't. Yeah. I'd eaten enough. And like, I just need some home cooked food. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've been, when we uh, got back from Denver the first time, yeah, uh, we never really caught back up to where we could eat. Cause I think we're going to the grocery store. Yeah. We, we stuff just to busy. do that week also. Yeah. So we kept eating out. I'm like, I just need like some regular, normal grocery store food. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway. So I feel like this has turned into a podcast about how I just get itchy with lots of people. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe later <laughs> we can, we can do one where you talk about how to manage a conference when you don't want to go around a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, cause I like, I like the learning process. I do actually like going and seeing people and chatting with people I haven't seen for a long time. That's really fun. Um, but just being around lots of crowds is not my bag. I like the things, I mean, obviously we all like the same, you know, it was like, oh, I like going to an amusement park. I like going to a concert. Those things are fun. If I could have a private, like my whole ultimate, that'd be so much better. But everybody would probably. Well, like Cartman, but then you have to hire somebody to. I know. And then it ruins getting it. In, you know, yeah. So, so really, I just, why are you not a billionaire? That's really <laughs> what I'm saying. Why aren't you providing me with these opportunities? Just buy out an amusement park for a day. Yeah. Half a day. Half a day would be yeah. fine. I could, I could do with that. Um, but anyway, so that was that. That was the week. Uh, that wasn't the entire week, but it was a good chunk of it. Um, and it was good. It went really well. So um, yeah, I think I would call VegCon a success. It was their their first attempt at a conference, and I would say, uh, you know, there's always little things that you're like, oh, we could probably do this better. Some you know logistical things that could have gone you know a little bit smooth. But that's true of every single. I'd say they did really well. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you said the hardest the- thing was uh, the back of your shirt said host. Yeah. That, I said, <laughs> this people is, would this ask is my questions. <laughs> they would come up. And, and so they wanted the, the speakers to be wearing the, the shirts and things like that, which was cool. But the back of my shirt said host. And I was like, I'm not a host. I haven't been trained to answer these questions. I, I know where I'm supposed to go. Like they were very good at preparing me for that. But yeah. the back of my shirt should have said speaker. And then they should have said very clearly talk to somebody with it. So yeah, I had people asking me questions. Yeah. I'm like, I, I feel like you would have been good at that, though, if they just gave you the schedule of everything, yeah, you could have memorized I, it. I actually helped quite a bit. Um, some of the people, I was like, oh, you need to, I, I paid attention to the stuff they told me. But some people ask questions. I'm like, I nobody told me about this. So yeah. if it was something they told me about, I helped people, um, you know, when they'd ask. But they would come up and they're like, oh. And I was like, Because that would be a good thing know. for your introvert stuff, too. It's like, oh, give me a task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me um, direct people. Yeah. that Which is, is fine. I wouldn't have signed up for that job. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that'll be like, hey, maybe next time, either tell your speakers, give, you know, the people that are wearing shirts, give them some miniature training to be like, hey, when people ask you where this is, where this is, this is what you tell them. Um, or give me a shirt that just, even just doesn't say anything on the back. Just no, no host, but or I, even better. It should be like a different color. It should, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff Corwin's entourage. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, yeah. So that, but that was good. So other little things that I, I'm sure that they'll, um, you know, I, they were going to do uh, surveys afterwards. So they'll get feedback from the attendees to see what they thought. My impression was that people liked it though. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be some people who say this wasn't for me and that's fine. There's, it takes all kinds, but I think for the most part, people did really enjoy it. 
I mean, I think they did a good job of kind of threading the needle in that they had attendees were technicians, veterinary students, and practicing veterinarians. And I think they they were able to cover material in a breadth and depth that there was something for everybody that it was like there wasn't so it was not so basic that the people who've been practicing were like okay i didn't get anything out of this but it wasn't so high level that students um um, or maybe technicians who were early in their careers were like i can't get anything out of this i really think they they did a good job of of hitting uh for the most part really hit at a the right level for things yeah and i think in a conference like that you don't need a billion topics and lectures. Yeah, I think that was smart. Just do a couple things and then have fun the rest of the time. And again, I'm not saying all conferences should be redone in in this way, but it was nice to offer something different. Um, And that was, I think, their whole point. We're not trying to just duplicate what somebody else is already doing well. We want to do something different. And yeah, I'd say they did a good job. So, Well, there's also not the need to have like, a poster presentation for all the residents who are there taking yeah, their exam. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is again, they, I think that's what um, I would argue veg is, is good about. They know who they are and what they do. And they're saying, we want to, we want to oh, be really, be really good really in a fun. narrow field. What? what if they had like a little mini, like, cause there's all the veg hospitals. Mm-hmm. If they all had like a little poster session on something that they think that they do really good. Oh, that'd be cute. To share with everybody. Yeah. Like we're, what are you, what are you the best at? And each hospital picks what they're best at. Yeah. And they present and they all share it it. and they teach each other. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. It'd be really funny too. If they all pick the same thing. (laughs) We're really good at emergencies. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was the week. I'm glad to be home. Uh, I don't think I have to get on a plane for three more weeks. Why? So Um, what are you doing in three weeks? I go to uh, the veterinary leadership experience. Oh, is that the one in Washington? It's in Idaho. Oh. It's in Idaho, but I think I fly into Spokane, um, Spokane, Spokane, Washington, because that's the nearest uh, uh, airport. But I think it's actually in Idaho. Mm. And then we go to Kansas. Then we go to Kansas. And then I, I have another thing one. in Atlanta. I don't know if you're going to go to that one. I've got a lot of traveling this summer. But anyway, that's Scoop. Um, we'll catch up with you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>